Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. Praise God. I want to minister on the thought, just be you. Just be you. You know, we're living in a society tonight that everybody is saying, if I could just be like them, I'd be happy. You know, kids are being raised, uh, especially like even this playoffs in baseball. They're watching it. And their dream is one day be like the guy up to bat that hit that home run. But, you know, not very many people that wants to be a major league ball player becomes one. But that doesn't mean that you're less than you could be. Because all of us has limitations. How many believe that? 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, in the Living Bible said, I am with you, that's all you need. My power shows up best in weak people. Isn't it good tonight to know God can use a weak person? Somebody doesn't mount up to what the world said they could be, doesn't achieve what the world said they could have achieved, or may or have and maintain what the world said they could have maintained and yet tonight God says that he chose us we're a chosen generation before we were in our mother's womb God chose us isn't that good tonight you and I have destiny but how many knows everybody has weaknesses in my mind I can still run as fast as I used to I was over in Africa. You know, they're fast runners. So they're gonna, well, they want me to race them. And so we got about a 75-yard area. And they looked at me, and they're laughing because they're going to beat me. <laughs> but I was determined to not let them. And so they started the race, and I barely won. But at the end of the race, I was dying for air. And so they wanted to challenge me again. And so I did whatever good American did. I said, no thanks. You don't have somebody fast enough to beat me. And we're just wasting time. Now at any time they could have beat me. They felt sorry for me. They didn't take off as fast as they thought they could. And therefore they you know, didn't want to upset me and let me beat them. And they could never live with that. To think a white boy could beat an African in running. You know, they're some of the great runners in the world. And so I thought about that, and I thought about challenging them again. But I thought, you're crazy. You don't have the ability to beat them again. Probably the only time I could beat them is they're sick. And so all of us has weaknesses, don't we? Some are physical, some are spiritual, some are mental. How many's ever watched these kids on the spelling bee, the national spelling bee, when they have it? Man, those kids are smart. And I'm sure many parents thought, oh, I wish my kid could be on the spelling bee and win it. The problem was you and your husband didn't put enough intelligence in them. So they could do it. They have limitations. 
by genetics. How many knows genetics are powerful? And no matter how much your kid studies or how much they try, most of them doesn't have a chance against those kids that win those big spelling bees. One of my favorite shows on TV is uh, that one on the children. What's that called? The Talented Kids? Uh, Steve Harvey. Uh, okay. No, it's not called okay. What is it? We're, I ain't even seen that one. Let me know when that's on. Steve Harvey. Come on, somebody. Hey, we got real intelligence here. Can't somebody remember it? Huh? I'm not Googling nothing. You go and listen to me preach. Don't be Googling. But anyway, he has these talented kids on there. He brings them in. They can play a piano. They can play Beethoven. They can play all these great songs. Their feet doesn't even reach the pedals of the piano. And no matter how many hours you make your kids sit at that piano and how much they practice, they probably have limitations to never be as good as those kids were on TV. And spiritually speaking tonight, people are saying, if I could just be like that person, God could really use my life. I remember when I got saved. A uh, guy was saved under, was a great preacher. And every Sunday night, we go around the radio and we listen to Billy Graham. And so I remember when I started to preach, I wanted to preach like Pastor Murphy or Billy Graham. And I tried and I held my Bible. And I remember seeing Billy Graham preach. He had that long finger. He preached. But it didn't work for me. I don't know if my finger wasn't long enough or what it was. But, you know, if you're going to be used by God, you just got to be who you are. And in the kingdom of God, the important issue is not that we're not weak or have all kinds of weaknesses in our life, but we're always making excuses for them and saying, if I could just be this the way I do something for God and miss who God wants us to be. See, God just wants you to be you. We're not a mistake. God has a plan for all of our lives. He said, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And in the Word of God, it constantly tells us that in the weakest times of our life, some of the great spiritual things are accomplished because we don't lean upon our strength. We call upon God in His strength, and He uses us to do great and marvelous things. The Bible said God purposed to choose the weak things of this world to confound the things that are strong. And so tonight, the Family of God is made up of weak people. How many knows if he's looking for perfect people, nothing would ever get done? If you wait till you become perfect, you'll never be what you could have been because you'll never be perfect. You'll have problems. You'll have shortcomings. You're, you will wish you could be 
like somebody else. You'll always strive and say, if I could just be them, and yet you can never be them, and you'll miss the destiny that God has for you. Because none of us are super bright or talented. Oh, just as you women on the second rows, only once. They're little big shots. Oh, that's the name of that show. Oh, that's right, little big shots. <laughs> See, some things we have no power to change. Now, I can't say that for you ladies. Because if you don't like the color of your hair, you can change it. And you guys, if you don't like the color of your eyes, you can get colored contacts. And some things we can change. But how many knows no matter how hard we try to be whom we are not, all we do is put a block in to who we could become, and we fail to accomplish what God has called us to do. See, the Bible said our lives are like clay jars, and treasures are stored in us. The Bible said Christ in us is the hope of glory. Why are we the hope of glory? Because when Christ is in us, and we let him live through us, we rise and accomplish what we're here on planet earth to accomplish. Tonight, there's a purpose for our lives. But sometimes we just have to admit to ourselves there's certain things we'll never be able to do. I shared with you some about a year or so ago, I went and bought a guitar. I was going to play guitar and sing, me and Joni. We started out in gospel singing. That's how we started our ministry, singing for revivals. And so I went and bought this guitar, and this guy tuned it, and he began to strum it and show me how you could sing these spiritual songs. So I took it home all excited, and I got home and tried to tune it and got so discouraged, I took it back and have never tried to play guitar again. I just have limitations my son wanted to play guitar, so when I went to a yard sale and paid $10 for a cheap, cheap acoustic guitar for him, did not get him lessons thinking he'd get tired of it, and he about drove me crazy playing that thing night and day. I thought he'd get tired of it. I got tired of it before I got it tuned. But he just kept playing and playing and playing, and eventually... He sounded pretty good, and I bought guitar after guitar, pedal after pedal, amp after amp. He's a phenomenal guitar player, but he has limitations in other areas of his life, just like I had limitations on trying to tune one. Some of us would love to sing, and we just really can't sing. How many knows that some people just can't sing? They ought to be in the ball bearing group where they ball and we bear it. I mean, it's really bad singing. They try, they're sincere, they make a joyful noise, but they'll never sell records unless they have a yard sale. Because we all have limitations, don't we? 
Everybody here, if we admit who we are and admit our weaknesses, then God can use our life. Peter said that he had witnesses. He admitted that he had all kinds of weaknesses, but in spite of it, Christ used him in a tremendous way. And how many knows he can use us tonight? Paul said we're only human. We're just like you folks. You think we're really something, but we're just humans that God put his hand upon and uses us for his kingdom. And that's who we all are tonight. We're just like accidents that God puts his hand on and helps us to become what we could never be in our own talent, in our own dreams. And God is able to take our weakness and use us to bring glory to the kingdom of God. I remember about healing. I was raised in a Methodist church, and I was taught that healing was not for our days. It was for the early church. And then I went to a Methodist school, and they taught us that. But when I read the Bible, it said, lay hands on the sick, the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. And so I'm pastoring a church, and somebody come to me and said this, could you pray for me that God will heal me? Well, you know, pastors have to do that. So I laid hands. I didn't believe. But I prayed because I was the pastor, and they asked me to do it. And it blew me away that God healed I couldn't believe it. I said, you sure you're healed? You sure you don't got pain? What? You, you sure you couldn't been like that before? And I was blown away because I didn't really believe it. I knew I had no power in my hand. But when I did what the Word of God said, God used me and took His Word and made it become alive through my life, and that person was healed. I know that if I pray and you get healed, I know I did not heal you. I know I cannot heal you. I cannot change your situation. But the Bible said when we stand upon the Word of God and do what God said, God's able to take our weakness and lack of our ability that we can't do it and help His Word to be fulfilled through our life and things begin to happen. So, so, only be you. But believe the word of God. Sure, we're only human. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. The Bible said we have not because we ask not. And when we ask, we ask amiss. In other words... We ask the Lord to do something. We don't believe it's going to happen because we know in ourselves we can't make it happen. Why did God chose or chooses to use us? Because he wants us to know when things like healings happen, how powerful he really is. Because we know we have that, we do not have the power or the ability to make it happen. It's like giving. How many ever gave your money away before you became a Christian? How many ever drank? You gave it away. How many ever burn them up? How many ever burn them up before you got saved? How many, how many, 
How many ever maybe gambled a little bit before you got saved? Hoping to win and you lose your whole check. But see, there is something to giving money away, especially when you give it to the kingdom of God. Because the Bible said, press down good measure and running over. When you give, God will give back to you because he's able to do in our weaknesses as we give the tithe and as we give offerings and we say we can't afford it, God in heaven will come and bless us and show us it's not us, but it's him that makes his word come to pass. We have a couple in our church just shared this with me. They began to tithe, and they gave a special offering, and it looked like they weren't going to make it, and his wife was really worried and said, you know what, we're not going to be able to pay the bills. It's coming due. What are we going to do? And he says, God told us to bring the tithe. He said to her, God told us to give to this special mission thing, and we're going to believe God to bless us. And they went to church, and all the way to church on a Sunday morning, she kept saying to him, we can't pay our bills. We're not going to be able to pay the bills. We, we couldn't afford to give. And so he kept saying, well, let's just trust God. And so they came into the church, and the pastor walked up to them and said, I don't know what this is about, but there's an envelope left on my desk with your name on it. And he opened it, and it was $500, five $100 bills. From someone, he has no idea who gave it. He said, Pastor, did you do this? Pastor said, I didn't even know what was in the envelope. But see, God's able. When you do what you do, and even in your weakness, when it's hard to believe, and you don't know how it's going to happen, God is able to give to you, press down, good measure, running over, and God will bless your life. Because God's word is true. See, when he said to Gideon, you got 32,000 people, send them home. And he gets down to 300 people. The odds are 450 to 1 against him. And he's weak. He knows his army is not the number that the enemy is. But when he did what God said and sent them home, God helped that army of 300 to do more than what they could have done if all of them had been in the army. Because in our weakness, God always comes through and God always blesses us. Hudson Taylor, the great man of God, said all of God's giants in his word were weak people. All of God's giants in the word of God were weak people. People that had problems, people that had fell short, people that made all kinds of mistakes, people that even rebelled at times, and yet God laid his hand upon them, and he took them for what they were and made them what they could never be. And you and I are encouraged tonight in the Word of God by men and women who in their very weakness, God used them in powerful ways. Maybe the person in your chair tonight God has real purpose for. Matter of fact, he does. And you can become what you never dreamed you could become. Some of us were born in small towns. 
Some of us were born in different parts of the world. We thought our whole life was going to be in that area. We never dreamed what our life could become. We knew that we didn't have a whole lot to offer other than the grace of God, that God could use who we were. And because we surrendered to God, God has done more in our life than we could have ever dreamed. I shared this, I think, here. I think I did. I went to my 40th class reunion a long time ago. That's been 50, well, it's been 18 years ago I went to my 40th reunion. Getting ready to come up on the 60th reunion in 2020th. And I went back and I was sort of disappointed. Now, these people, some of them have lived in this town, and there's nothing wrong with living in town your whole life. But I was not voted who will succeed in my class. I wasn't elected to the student council. I wasn't the person that everybody wanted to be around. Matter of fact, I felt totally out of place in high school. I went back. Now, time I had went back, I'd preached in 40 nations, pastored churches, seen miracles, seen great revival. And so I'm around all these people that I went to school with, and I'm listening to them. They're talking about what they did and that, and not a one of them even cared what I've done. And I thought, you all, you hadn't left Clarksville. The furthest she ever went was across the bridge to Louisville, Kentucky. That's what I felt like telling them. But you know where I've been? But I didn't because they probably wouldn't have believed it anyway. But here I had traveled the world, seen God move in powerful ways. My name was known in the Philippines and Africa and India where people would come out and listen to me preach. And as I was listening to all of them, I thought, that's where I could have ended up, right here listening and being just like everybody else. But they failed to realize what they could become, and they were contented just settling in, living a life, and never letting God put his hand on them so they could become what God had for them. See, the tragedy of the world tonight is people are living their life and never letting God put his hand upon them, and they never become for the kingdom of God what they could have been. Never touched the lives they could have touched. Never made an impact for the kingdom they could have made. Simply because they just wanted to be like everybody else. And there's nothing wrong with being like everybody else to a degree, but you can't be like everybody else. You got to be you. And you got to let God fulfill his destiny through your life. Tonight, just be you if you let God have his way and become who God wanted you to be before you was in your mother's womb. And let God anoint you to make an impact with your life that you could never do in your own self, but God could help you do that. See, in the midst of weaknesses, some great people have done great things. And tonight, God has great things for everybody here.
See, it's easy to sit and listen to this and think this is for somebody else or that was good for him. But how many knows God has something for each of us? That our lives really matter to God. He really wants us. He really wants us on the earth. He planned for us to be here. And not only were we born of certain parents, not only we grew up a certain way, but God has an eternal destiny that can be fulfilled through everybody's life. When I was 18 years old, my uncle was over Franklin Life Insurance Company of California. He was raised in the town I was raised in. So my dad's brother started selling insurance, made huge money, went out, was living the high life in California, in Los Angeles, made money, had big houses, big cars. And I remember he said to my dad, he was back in Indiana visiting from California to see my grandparents. He said to my dad, let Harry come and work for me. Let, I can help him. He can make big money. He can have this company one day. Let him come and work for me. And I remember my dad said, no, he's not going out there. I wanted to go because it was big. I heard big money, big cars, big houses. But thank God dad didn't let me go. Because I might have made big money selling. And I might have had all the houses. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. I'm not saying if you make big money or you got houses, it's wrong. But I'm saying life is more than what we accumulate here on this earth. That we're going to leave anyway. It's going to be some yard sale material after we're gone. But life is God's destiny for life. And, and I'm grateful tonight my dad did that because it could have hindered what God was doing. And the thought and scary thought was I could have missed God. And tonight God has great things for your life. Doesn't matter if you're young or old. Life isn't over till it's over. And as long as we have breath, God has great destiny for us. In spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our shortcomings, in spite of what we think we can never do, God's able to do exceedingly abundant through us and in us, and we can see the glory of God if we surrender to Him. I can't remember everything. I should have kept a ledger. We talked, my wife and I have talked about it. We can't remember everything we've been through and the miracles we've seen and the blessings we've had. But I want to say something to you tonight. As a Christian, you have an opportunity to experience things that the world can never give you. You can see things, be a part of things. And you can believe things through God's word, staying upon it. And God can do marvelous things through your life that will affect all of eternity. How many mothers give birth to a baby? And they give that baby to the mother to hold. Then dad and the rest of the family come in, and they all hold the baby, and they all have dreams, and they name this baby, and they have dreams this baby might be a surgeon, or this baby might be something, and yet that baby, as it's born into this world, 
has more destiny than anybody can dream for it. Because God knows that baby. And God wanted it in the world. And when that baby grows up, whether they go to Harvard or they don't go to college at all, whether they live in a mansion or live in a shack, all that matters is that God can help them to be all that he wants them to be if they'll just be them. Not always trying to be somebody else, but just simply say to God, God, I'm not an accident. You want me. You have destiny for me. And help me to be the very best that I possibly can be. Help me to do what only I can do. Because you're in me and through me you can use my life. And when you get a hold of that tonight, you move into that supernatural realm of the kingdom of God where God can bless you. When John Tal Murphy came to Clarksville, Indiana and took over a Methodist church as an interim pastor, he had no idea how God was going to use him. It was an opportunity for him to preach. It was an opportunity for him to get some little salary. He was in Asbury Seminary. But he came there, and we had never heard being born again preached in that church. I'd been there my whole life, not by choice. I didn't have rights. My parents made me go to church. And I sit between them, and I didn't text. Because there's no texting. I didn't want to go. But my will was my mother and dad's will. And what they said I was going to do, I did. Didn't like it, but did it. John Tal Murphy had no idea. He came to preach, and he preached his first sermon at Harrison Avenue United Methodist Church. He preached one called, You Must Be Born Again. I'd never heard it before. I joined church. I'd been sprinkled. I was in the Methodist Youth Fellowship. I was in the kids' choir. I was in the Boy Scouts. I thought I was going to heaven. But when I heard that message, you must be born again, I and my cousin and about 50 other people came to the altar to be born again. Pastor Murphy bent over and said, did you pray? And I looked at him. Here I've been in church my whole life, and I said, how do you pray like that? And he led me in a sinner's prayer. That's why when I do it, I, I lead people a lot of times in a prayer. And that day, out of that one service, I've been on the mission field. My cousin's been on the mission field. I pastored. He's pastored. Three other people have pastored. One other one was on the mission field. All because a man from Weed, Alabama, W-E-D-O-W-E-E. How many's heard of it? I've heard of weeds, and i heard of Adawi, but I've never heard of weed Adawi before. And he comes to our church, preaches, and I've had Pastor Murphy preach for me in Newburgh, Oregon, Tempe, Arizona. And he stood up, and he kept telling them what all I had done. And I keep saying to him, Pastor Murphy, if you had not obeyed the will of God, and I answered the call to preach and come to Harrison Avenue. I wouldn't even be saved probably. And none of us. He wrote a book and I'm in a book. Yeah. 
It's the only way I can get in it. Somebody has to put me in it. But I was in a book. And, and he talks about the ministry that God has used me. And I said to him, I bought him a pen set for his desk and said, forever indebted, and gave it to him. He was professor at a big seminary, and he told me, he said, Harry, it's right on my desk. And everybody that sees that, I tell them that a young man got converted in my ministry. And he said, you went so much further than I've done and done more than I've ever done. And he said, I will treasure that. I bought that at a place and probably paid $30 for it. But what would happen to my life if he had not came? I know God would deal with me, but where would I be tonight? What would our life become if he hadn't obeyed God and just, he was just him. You know what he used to do? He'd be preaching. If kids would cut up, he'd stop. Look and say, you do that one more time. I'm coming back here. He'd say to parents, if you don't take them out, I'll do it for you. You sit and be quiet while I'm preaching. Now, I know that wouldn't work today because we're more right. We're more conscious of maybe hurting somebody. But he almost got me hurt one time when I did something and he called me out. And my mother and dad looked at me and I was hurting anybody. But I'm so grateful for his life. He was raised in a little town of 300 people and answered the call and everything I've ever done since that moment God used me it's because he was obeying God whether we preach a sermon or whether we are missionary or whether we're just in the church if we will be who God's called us to be and let God put his hand upon our life we can touch people that have touched the world David Wilkerson went to New York City. David Wilkerson touched Nikki Cruz. Nikki Cruz is still preaching today. Dave Wilkerson's in heaven, but his life lives on because David Wilkerson just let God put his hand on him and he just served God how God would have him to serve. David Wilkerson was never Dwight L. Moody, he was never Billy Graham. But he was David Wilkerson and just served God as David Wilkerson. And out of that, gangs were saved. Dope addicts were delivered. Gang fights stopped because they were so transformed by the power of God. Because David Wilkerson, in his weaknesses and his shortcomings, just let God touch him. And his life lives on tonight because he didn't make an excuse for his weaknesses or he didn't say, well, I can't be Billy Graham or I can't be Dwight L. Moody, but I can be David Wilkerson and I'm going to New York City and try to reach some people with the gospel. Tonight, there's destiny if we'll just be us. Let's bow our heads together. Just be you. That's all you can be. We can't be what we're not. We can only be what we are.
We can never become what we want to become unless we let him touch our lives. And tonight, there's real destiny for all of us that's in this building. Only you can accomplish what God has you here for. I can't do it. The person next to you can't do it. Only you can be that person. And tonight, something is missing in the kingdom of God when we don't let God, or we will not let God touch us and become whom God wants us to be. Martin Luther King said, I had a dream. Do you know God has a dream for you? Do you know that? God has a dream for you tonight. A dream that's so much bigger than you that almost seems impossible could ever happen. But with God, all things are possible. If we'll surrender to God, God's dream can become our dream. And God's will can become our will. And God's destiny for our life become our destiny as we surrender to him. All I'm asking you tonight, nothing special, just be you. Just say to God, God, I can't be what I'm not. I can't try to be what somebody else is, but I'll be the best I can be. I'll let you touch me, and I'll serve you if you'll anoint my life to make a difference in people's lives. Just be you. If you're here tonight and you've not been born again, maybe you're sitting in church like I did as a young man and wasn't right with God. Do you know tonight you can know him? Is there anybody in this building tonight that would say, Brother Hills, I'm here tonight and I'm not really right with God. I'm not born again. I'm not living for God, but I want to. And you'd lift your hand and say, pray for me. Anybody in this building across this aisle? Anyone at all? I'm not asking you to join a church. I'm just saying, would you like Jesus to come in your life and forgive your sins? Then if there's no one here, if you are born again, then all of us need to say to God tonight, God, I can't be what I'm not, but I'll be who I am. And not only I'll be who I am, I'll let you put your anointing on me so I can become what you want me to be. And do all you want me to do. And if you'll do that, we'll make a difference, not only in Kingman, but in the nations of the world. Amen. Let's stand together. If you need prayer for any need, the prayer team will be up here. If you need healing, whatever you need prayer for, come up and they'll be glad to pray for you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.